It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. And we welcome you aboard episode number 302 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast on Twitter for all sorts of Redskins news, information, stories, links, links to the podcast, video clips, all sorts of Redskins only or primarily uh, coverage. Of course, a sprinkle of the NFL as well at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. And as well, follow the entire National Football League from all of our podcast hosts and experts. Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram is the way you want to go in that. Before we get rocking and rolling here on episode number 302, the opening week of the NFL, guys, is here, and it is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Check out the promo code, guys, Locked On. It gets you 20% off at MacWeldon.com. That's 20% off at MacWeldon.com, spelled M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com. You can get whatever you need there, MacWeldon.com. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off. So there's a brewing situation we might find out more on Friday. We might not find out until Saturday. We might not find out until Sunday. We will and we should have an answer by Sunday at the very latest. And it is a situation that's just cropped up in the last couple of days. Remember when we told you the Redskins claimed uh, Wendell Smallwood uh, off of waivers from the Philadelphia Eagles? And I thought it was a great move. Uh, I even dubbed the title of episode number 299, the Smart Skins. And I still think it was a good move. Wendell Smallwood had five touchdowns last year. He can catch the ball a little bit. He can run the ball a little bit. He's got some experience. He won the Super Bowl. He can play special teams. He was a contributor to the Philadelphia Eagles. Is he a full-time back? No, of course not. He's a rotational back. He's a guy that can do a little bit of everything, but not anything great enough to be a starter or lead back or lead third down back or anything like that. But he was an upgrade over Byron Marshall. Uh, Again, he was certainly an upgrade over Samaj P. Ryan. But what this addition has now done is it has forced the Redskins into a situation where basically they are only planning, it sounds like, to have three running backs active on game days. Remember, you go from 53 to 46 on game days. So what Wendell Smallwood's addition has done is it's put the Redskins in a tricky position. Earlier this week, we mentioned that the Sports Junkies, 106.7 The Fan, Radio.com, uh, and NBC Sports Washington, my colleagues uh, at 106.7 The Fan, um, they had reported that Jay Gruden uh, and the Redskins, according to a well-placed source, wanted to move on from Adrian Peterson, wanted to actually release him. 
Now, I'm not sure how close they got to that actual position and decision. Uh, I'm not sure if they actually seriously discussed it or not, but I trust those guys. Those guys, I, I know they have good sources, and I know they get information right. Remember, they were the first on the Alex Smith situation and how really bad that Alex Smith situation truly was. So when they reported that, I thought it was kind of curious. I wondered why the Redskins would make such a move, why the Redskins would contemplate giving up a guy who had 1,250 total yards for them last year and, what, seven touchdowns, uh, helped win a, a, a bunch of those seven games, uh, did everything right, worked hard, came in, worked out, became the number one back quickly, did everything you could ask. Now, were there some games that Adrian Peterson wasn't successful? Yes. Were there games that at 34 years old, he looked kind of sluggish? Yes. Is there any doubt that Darius Geis, if he's healthy, is the better back? No. Everyone kind of knew that. But why the Redskins re-signed Adrian Peterson to a two-year contract in March, guaranteeing him um, basically, essentially, Three almost $3 million for this year. Why the Redskins did that in March just to have an insurance policy that they were going to potentially get rid of or not use is kind of odd. It's kind of odd. Uh, and what I mean by that is there's a chance, based on how this roster has shaked out, that Adrian Peterson might not play on Sunday. Jay Gruden was asked about that on Thursday by reporters. He talked about hurricanes and ifs and maybes and potential guys with injuries, and he evaded and avoided the questions, two direct questions, about how many running backs they will have active on game day, and specifically they were asked about three, and specifically if Adrian Peterson might be a victim of that. And Jay alluded both questions. Jay is usually pretty blunt. Jay is, in my opinion, hiding something here. I think the Redskins have already probably made a decision and they are trying to hold their cards to the vest and trying to figure out a way to wiggle out of this. And again, there was a reason why that report from the sports junkies leaked out on Monday because somebody in the Redskins organization tipped them off to say, hey, keep an eye on this. Jay wants to get rid of, or the Redskins want to get rid of, Adrian Peterson. They don't have any use for him. Well, here's the problem. It's all great and good that Adrian Peterson uh, is now basically a sacrificial lamb. I get that you ideally need to have one of your three running backs up on game day as a special teamer, but you could have four if you wanted to. You could have four. There's no rule against it. The numbers would actually work out that they could have four up on the active 46-man roster. Here's how it could work out. They could have two running backs, uh, two quarterbacks, four running backs, five wide receivers, you could have three tight ends and seven offensive linemen, right? So that's seven offensive linemen, three tight ends, that's 10, five wide receivers, that's 15, four running backs, that's 19, two quarterbacks, that's 21. You're going to have 21 of your 46. Three specialists brings you to 24. You still have, you still have 22 defensive players that you can take. Whether it's six defensive linemen, 
maybe you can go five. Whether it's eight linebackers, perhaps you can go seven if Casanova McKenzie is not ready. Six corners, four safeties. I mean, you can juggle it around. But it seems like they're treating Adrian Peterson the way they're evading these answers as if special teams is the only thing that matters and that they just simply cannot have him on the active 46-man roster if he doesn't contribute to special teams because Darius Geis is not going to contribute and Chris Thompson is not going to contribute. But again, there's a way to do this. There's a way to have four running backs on your 46-man roster. There's a way where you can still have your requisite seven offensive linemen, your five wide receivers. Like, I, I get that you want to have special teams help. I, it's very important to me. And I'm not saying that ideally you would like to be in this position. Ideally, you would like to have as many guys that can play special teams as you want. But with Darius Geis playing in his first NFL game, Darius Geis coming off of a torn ACL, do you want him out there on an 80-degree day carrying the ball 25, 26 times if that's what your plan is, if that's how the game flow goes, which is possible? You want him doing that? I don't. I'd like to keep a fresh Adrian Peterson to rock and roll, especially if I get in the red zone, and maybe I can get a very valuable touchdown against a very stingy red zone and goal-to-go defense. Maybe it doesn't work out that way, but maybe it does. Remember the last time the Redskins were in Philadelphia, early December, Monday Night Football, the game Colt McCoy got hurt and will never be the same from again. Adrian Peterson ripped off a 90-yard touchdown run right up the middle. Right up the middle. The Eagles give up like 4.7 yards per carry last year. They're an aggressive up-the-field defense. They're not trying to stop the run that much. So to me, counter them a little bit. Spread them out, but counter them. Run from 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets, one running back, one tight end. Rotate in every three series, every four, whatever it is. I don't get this uh, if that's ultimately the plan. And maybe, maybe Adrian Peterson doesn't even make the team. Maybe. I mean, the Redskins have a decision to make. If right now they're not planning on using him, and right now their thought process is to go for the foreseeable future, again, with those three guys, Wendell Smallwood, Chris Thompson, and Darius Geis, and not to ever have Adrian Peterson active, you know, for weeks one, week two, whatever, until an injury, and they figure, well, we can always get a running back, a Sean Wilson back, or maybe a Byron Marshall back, or somebody back. If we have an injury... Why should we carry Adrian Peterson? And I'm not saying that they're doing this, but they've got to make that decision by Saturday. Otherwise, his salary is guaranteed. Of course, they could still cut him afterwards if they wanted to officially move on, if they just felt it wasn't working, if they felt it was divisive. Uh, You know, look, there's a lot of options on the table here. All right, we'll come back uh, and we'll move on to Trent Williams and something Adrian Peterson told reporters on Thursday in the locker room that raised a lot of eyebrows. Could Trent be back in Washington, D.C.? And goodbye, RFK. That's all next on episode number 302 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, fellas? It's Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins here for Mac Weldon. At Mac Weldon, our mission is simple, to make all your basics and beyond smartly designed and shopping for them easy and convenient. The guys founded Mac Weldon because we wanted more out of our basics and always questioned how something so essential could be such a pain in the butt to buy. The frustration was real, so they started from scratch and engineered their own fabric. They made their design process meticulous so you can count on the fit being the same each and every time. Mack Weldon, it's better than what you're wearing right now. A premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. So, guys, I went to the website, MacWeldon.com, and they have all sorts of cool things. Pants, sweatpants, gloves, hats, essentials, undergarments, all sorts of different things. Hoodies. You can get anything you like to wear, different colors, different sizes. Everything is right there for you. The website is super easy to use. Trust me, go to MacWeldon.com. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED ON, LOCKED ON at MacWeldon.com when you enter the promo code for 20% off your first order at MacWeldon.com. All right, we are back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. Again, another episode as we draw closer to the Redskins and the Eagles, 1 o'clock Eastern time on a Sunday afternoon from Lincoln Financial Field. Don't forget, guys, to go to DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code Locked On with eligibility restrictions applying, of course. And you see DraftKings.com for details. Have yourself some fun as the NFL season gets underway and is underway right here on LOR. Again, it is Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 302. So let's get to this. Adrian Peterson, we spent the first segment talking about him and his mm, kind of bleak future at this point. Uh, And again, we don't know if he's going to be active, and certainly the numbers would suggest that the Redskins can decide to do that, or they can decide not to do that. I think it would be silly not to do it, but... Uh, I am often in in disagreement with them. One thing that Adrian Peterson told reporters on Thursday at Redskins Park in the locker room was that he ran into Trent Williams on Wednesday night. Uh, He didn't say what they talked about. He didn't say what the reason for why Trent Williams was in the Ashburn, Virginia area. But of course, that raises a lot of questions and a lot of eyebrows and uh, maybe bring some hope and some optimism. Now, I'm sure I don't know this. Trent owns a home uh, here that he lives in during the season that his family has got, you know, a couple of young kids. Um, So maybe he was just coming back to do something with that. Uh, I know he spent some time in L.A. I know he obviously has the gym with AP uh, in Houston. Uh, I have no idea if any of this is related to all of the reports. D'Angelo Hall, uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network kind of spurring and speculating that Trent Williams might be back in the building on Monday for a week two game against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, he has not reported that we know of. He has not. It is not leaked out that he has met with the Redskins in person. 
you know, I don't know if we're going to find that out, quite honestly. Uh, I have no idea if he'll report and if he'll be cleared by medical doctors. I have no idea if he'll insist on using his own doctors. Uh, basically, we're in a holding pattern here. We know this. He's not going to play week one against the Eagles. We know that. He's going to miss one game check. Again, there's a lot of speculation that he'll come back. Um you know, Trent might have some other options up his sleeve. He might sit out the year. He might be contemplating what he's going to do because it doesn't look great if Trent Williams shows up here Monday morning or whenever and he plays week two and he doesn't get any adjustment to his contract and nobody gets fired. Remember, what we told you the other day is that supposedly Bruce Allen said to D'Angelo Hall that he gave... Trent Williams, the option to have people fired. And he, Trent, apparently, reportedly, did not want to mess with people's livelihood. So unless he gets more money out of it, then what the what was this for? I mean, obviously, he was trying to force a trade, but he didn't get that. And so far, he hasn't gotten that. So again, barring a catastrophic injury in week one, what does he do on Monday, week two? Now, again, he can choose to sit out. He doesn't have to report. Everybody that keeps saying, you know, Trent's not going to bypass $700,000 plus per week. Well, he could. I mean, $700,000 is a lot of money, but it's not that much money to Trent Williams if he's done the right thing, as many people suggest that he's done. Now, who knows exactly what's going on in his life? I have no idea. How much money he's saved, I, I don't know. Everybody says he's been good with his money. I just don't know. You know, Trent still refuses to talk to any um, me or anyone. Uh, you know, I've been trying not to bug him. But the bottom line is, is, you know, at some point, he's going to have to make a decision. Sit out the whole year, sit out more weeks, hoping to force a trade or report and either accept nothing or accept part of what he was looking for. I mean, there's still options on the table, obviously. It's just we don't know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and if it's going to happen. But again, that is the latest that Trent Williams, according to Adrian Peterson, who told reporters at Redskins Park on Thursday that AP and Trent met in person, uh, again, which fuels this speculation. Again, we still don't know if he's coming back or not, but you would think it's a good sign that he's in the Northern Virginia area. You would think that somebody got word to the Redskins brass, whether it be Trent, his agent, AP, whoever. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But, I mean, is it that unreasonable to think? Especially if the Redskins didn't know after they heard what AP said that they reached out? I mean, I would think you would want to do that, right? And certainly it could be a clandestine meeting. It doesn't have to be a public thing. So... We shall see. We'll keep tabs on that. All right, we'll take a timeout right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Don't forget to check out episode number 301, which was Crossover Wednesday with Louis DiBiase from Locked on Eagles, a real good breakdown of the matchup between the Redskins and the Eagles. We'll have one each and every Wednesday for you during the NFL regular season, a special episode as the hosts from opposite sides meet up to preview the excitement of the games happening that week. Find it wherever you download your favorite podcasts, including 
the Locked On Redskins podcast. Don't forget, long day at work, still stuck at the office, open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Back in a flash to wrap it up on LOR. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell. You know, it's time to celebrate. Football is finally back, baby. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, is huge week one contest. The first one starts this Thursday night when Chicago and Green Bay kick off the season in a single-game showdown with two and a half million dollars in total prizes up for grabs. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat. No, not Montez sweat, the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener you stay under the cap you get new users that sign up today on DraftKings using the code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on will receive a free shot at a one million dollar top prize again nothing adds to the sweat of watching a game like having a shot at a million dollar payday so guys get in on the action Get in on the season opener this Thursday night between Chicago and Green Bay. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code Locked On for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And new users, new users don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter my code Locked On to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings and make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 302 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. We are back to wrap this uh, thing up. And uh, this was first reported by the Washington Post on Thursday afternoon. The District of Columbia plans to tear down RFK Stadium by 2021. Now, before you get your hopes up and say automatically that this means the Redskins are going to build a new stadium on the property, that is not exactly correct at this point. Uh, it is believed that the Redskins do want to build a, prop, a new stadium there. However, they are going to have to do a lot of work to make that happen uh, because here's the deal. Right now, Events DC, which is a district agency that manages the stadium for the city, Washington, D.C., and Muriel Vassar, they are seeking bids by late October uh, for the demolition of RFK Stadium, which, of course, the Redskins have not been at many, many, many years. And, of course, D.C. United left after the Nationals left. Now, there are plans right now over the next five to seven years to build a $500 million recreational and event space for residents and tourists on the property. Um, there are a lot of residents in that area that do not want another stadium built because of traffic, because of congestion, because of construction, because of all sorts of different things. Um, 
So apparently the president of Events DC said that the reason why they are uh, demolishing the facility is not to make way for, again, even this new project or, again, a potential Redskins stadium. It's because simply the maintenance and the utilities are about $3.5 million per year, according to Events DC through the Washington Post. Uh, you have maintenance, you have landscaping, you have pest control, you have security, other services. I have no idea why they need pest control uh, and landscaping for a stadium that's just sitting there nobody's using, but whatever. Uh, utility bills, they say add another $1.5 million a year. I guess that, you know, electricity, water, whatever. I don't know what goes on there. Nothing really goes on there. Um, <clears throat> But I guess they have to spend that money while it's the structure is there. Now, whether they again choose to build this recreational and event space or whether they choose to go into business with the Washington Redskins or I mean, I, I guess Ted Leonsis and Monumental Sports to build a new uh, arena for the Capitals and Wizards and a new arena project. Uh, eventually, I don't even know if that's possible or if they've even thought about that. Um, I have no idea. Here's what I know. The chief of staff to Muriel Bowser, the the mayor of D.C., who has been involved with the Redskins publicly, but now in seemingly the last six, eight, and ten months has pulled away and did not attend their welcome home luncheon this year as she did last year. <clears throat> the chief of staff said D.C. and therefore Bowser has not had any, quote-unquote, no substantial conversations, end quote, with the Redskins about a new stadium in 13 months. You would think that if they were doing this to build the Redskins a new stadium or if a new stadium deal was near in place, unless they're flat-out lying, that they would have had some conversations. But he's saying no conversations in 13 months. Tony Wiley, Redskins Senior Vice President of PR, only said one thing, quote, to the Post, we support the mayor's decision. I assume that means to tear down the stadium, not to not have substantial conversations. So we have no idea what this ultimately means and where it will land and where it will play. But again... There are many, many members of the D.C. government that certainly want, certainly want the stadium, a new stadium to be built. But the problem is, is there is a lot of politics here. There's the selling of the land. There is getting it out of federal control. Uh, and it seems like Maryland is out for right now. It seems like Virginia is out for right now. And yet Bruce Allen said recently that he hopes to have an announcement within a year. Uh, and, and so the bottom line is, is we don't know what exactly this means, but it doesn't automatically mean by any stretch that the Redskins will build a new stadium there. Now, maybe, maybe with the plans announced now as the way they are and with demolition basically being scheduled for 2021, maybe that spurs a new set of negotiations and conversations now that that decision has been made. And again, the project should get underway, you know, at some point in the next year after the bids and after all of the surveil and all that stuff uh, is done. We will see. We will see. Um, 
again, just because there's no conversations now doesn't mean there won't be conversations shortly. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I thought you guys would find that interesting because so many Redskins fans do want the new stadium to be at the site of the old RFK Stadium. All right, that's going to do it for us. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading us. Uh, We'll be back with another episode before the Redskins and the Eagles, hopefully on Friday afternoon, East Coast time, uh, with a lot of game plan and statistical inside the numbers type information as we look ahead to the Eagles uh, and the Washington Redskins. Again, thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Guys, it's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Who doesn't like to get paid when you get a W? Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them and my bookie, if they weren't the best. Simply do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side, so you have in-game wagering. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. The NFL season is, of course, the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On, and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.